It's 1.09 in the morning. And God was doing two things with me at the same time. I'm in my sleep, dreaming. God took my spirit to multiple locations regarding this one person. And I'm going to tell you guys, God always have me to play the role of the person he wants me to declare and decree because of what's set up to happen to them so I can know how they felt, what was on their mind. You understand? How they encountered it so I can declare word from word because I was playing their role for them. He put me in their shoes all the time. In these dreams that things are set up to happen. Now God will show us things to come that we declare and decree to bring them to pass. And God would take me places to see demonic realms. And I have been in the kingdom too. But he also take me around the middle realm more than anything. Because we respond between both worlds, heaven and demonic realms. I cannot say hell because it's not open unto Satan to go there right now. But it's still available. But he's not there. He's in a pit until the final day of judgment. If he was in hell, we wouldn't have no enemy. You understand? Still. Trying to kill, still and destroy if he wasn't here to do so. And while I'm asleep, God took me. And this woman is like, she just kept running into trouble. And she was getting very frustrated. Everywhere I go, I'm being misunderstood. Everywhere I go, someone is being disrespectful and causing me to have to actually defend myself to protect myself. Because it got very dangerous every time she showed up somewhere. Every time. She went to work and on, and people just, here she go, here she go. So she was like, you know, did I do anything wrong to you? Yeah, multiple things. And a person called her out from the whole entire job. You know, the workforce, everybody there. Yes, you do. There are so many things I can let you know right now. She's like, okay, I'll get back to you. But let me talk to this person because everybody start holding their hands up. I do, I do. I got a problem with you. I got a problem with you. I got a problem. She said, let me get to this person because we've been supposed to, you know, squash things about two months ago. And it actually feel like two years ago. So can I take her first? Very polite woman. Very respectable. You know, she's denying to retaliate the way how they're retaliating because she knows that, you know, that's not going to help. We are going to fussing and fighting. So one girl, excuse me, one woman showed her a receipt. Apparently she made a purchase and it bounced back. And she lied about the funds, but happened to pay it through another way. And she was trying to explain, please forgive me. I did tell her I was going to pay her that way. I didn't. I paid this way. Well, on this receipt, it said you pay no way. But listen, listen, I don't want to hear I'm trying to explain. I have proof that I paid this other way. I don't care about that. I don't even really care about you. She took the woman by the head, grabbed her by her hair, and slammed her down. It's like, that was it. I'm trying too hard to be nice, to be patient. You guys are keep 
pissing me off. And she threw her down on the ground and bust the side of her head open. She told her child to wait outside just in case things like that could happen. And guess what? She had to run quickly because when that woman got up off that floor or someone noticed her there, they would have known it was because of her because she was the one last seen with her. So she had to run before police get involved. She's running. She's running. And I'm playing this role. And she's running. And she's running. And it's, it's highly secured, you know, with officers there. It's in the government. So she's getting past the guards. She got to get past door number one. Okay, those guards. Door number two, those guards. Now leave out the front door, the entry, the exit. Get past those guards before they, you know, make that phone call. Keep that woman on her way downstairs. She just assaulted a woman. She got to go. She's thinking about her child. She told her child to wait right there by the door. She's going. She's going. And right when she escaped their presence, like maybe two feet, they get a call. You know, like, you know, alert, alert. Look for this woman with this on. She got this on. She's, you know, she's dangerous. She just slapped a woman down. Arrest her, arrest her. So she's looking for places to run and hide. Thinking about her kid. Okay, I gotta get my child, but I gotta hide so I can go get my child later. My child can sit there. My child not gonna move. I told my child to sit there. They're gonna sit there until I get back. Let me just hide out until the police, you know, just calm down. Because they all run around searching and they running right past her too. While she's hiding in different places. She kept trying to escape so many different things. There was a guy that was lunching off of some type of, you know, drug. And she had to escape from him because he looked like he's about to trip out on her. So she's just trying to enjoy herself and do things with, you know, her life and her family. And just, she just kept running into trouble. And she had to try to find places to hide. But every place that like you can that you can hide, it's an opening where they can look. And you don't want to pick the wrong place and be found. So God me playing this role of this woman, and I felt all of that what she felt. I'm just trying to be the best person I can be. Why do trouble keep looking for me? I'm not looking for it. And she was being so polite to people, and they just kept like, no, taking the kindness for weakness. And she kirked off. She made it past some guards that didn't get the, you understand, the call on their walkie-talkies yet. And she went towards her son. But she realized she cannot come back there. Not even in the area. She went to go look for her vehicle. It wasn't there. It's like everything kept happening to this woman. Everything. And she meant well in all that she do. And I began to declare and decree that would never, ever happen to you. I lift up your job. I lift up your life. And everything in it is that anything that's set up against you is now under your feet. I declare and decree that you receive the report of the Lord in all that you do. Those on your job who felt that way will no longer feel that way, no longer treat you that way. You will not run into trouble because trouble will not be looking for you. 
because prosperity has already found you. So should it be established unto you. And it's so amazing how God showed me things that set up to happen to people, no matter how many length of days or months or years. I'm telling you, it helped so many people when I declare and decree. And sometimes God would tell me to make a phone call. And I'm over saying, God, I, look, I will never forget. God used me to stop somebody in the midst of robbing a bank. In the midst of them about to rob a bank. And I was like, I, I'm not calling nobody saying nothing like, Father, come on. Now, I don't even talk to this person. I'm going to call them and say, don't rob that bank. If you don't tell them, that person's blood going to be on your hands. Because I've shown you what to happen. Now call them. You understand? What a gift, right? What a gift. Thank you. And while I'm waking up from that, I heard my heart wake me up from God's heart. And I heard some fighting. And I heard some children crying. And it woke me up out of my sleep. It was deep in my heart. It woke me up. And I began to declare and decree. But let me tell you guys this. You're listening. Don't argue and fight. People say that couples supposed to argue and fight. No, they're not. We can disagree without it escalating. We can disagree without the volume going up. We can disagree without becoming violent. Separate it. You on this side, I'm on that side. Especially if there are children involved. Don't fuss and fight. It, it, it tears the children up. And thank God that he helps. But if a child don't know that there is a God because he's not being talked about, who would they come to to receive That's why many are not as spiritual as others are. Because many that are grew up in the house. No matter if it was hot inside the church. In there for 10, 12 hours. You were listening as a kid. You had Sunday school. Even if it wasn't when we were young, we were sitting in our parents' lap. We heard, we encountered. There are some who encounter God and not aware they're encountering God every day. People are not going to tell what goes on in the halls. 1.20 in the morning. Too much fighting, bickering in the halls. And live out a different way than how we were inside the home. We can't do nothing outside the home until the home and site get together. Stay together.
be on one page. That's one accord. We cannot be users effectively, effectively to have people to be on the same page in ministry. And we're not. And now, oh, smokaya. Kids be crying. Stop, mommy, stop, daddy, stop. Even uncle, granddad, sister, brother, stop, please. A child is not going to always get up and say stop. They're going to ball up under the covers and just, you know, hope it hurry up and stop and go away. Go away, go away, go away. I can't take sides. They're both my parents. I love them both. I don't want them to fight. Stop. You understand? Have to stop fighting. Have to stop fighting. People, we see people fighting all the time and we ignore because we want to mind our business because we don't want to get involved that it becomes dangerous for us. Only spiritually led, we can do anything. And God has spiritually led me to just tell both parties, hey, it's not even worth it. Someone going to call the police. And they going to be involved for just a conversation that can just calm down. Some of the fights escalated, not just men hitting on women, women hitting on men. Scratches all on their face and arms and shoulders. Domo soko! We are God's chosen. We don't put our hands on each other. Get out of here. When we ask for God's heartbeat, he'll give it to us. God counseled me about 10 years ago because I woke up to God pacing back and forth in front of my bed. And I'm like, are you okay, God? I've never seen God like that before. He was having me to discover what's inside of me. And he was kept pacing back and forth. I am the one who brought you out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Have no other gods before me. I am the one who brought you out of Egypt. He kept saying that. And I'm looking like, you know, when somebody, you know, going off, you don't want to cut in. You know, you don't know when to cut in. You just, you know, I'm like, okay, um, you know, I know that, right? You know, you know, you're not talking to me, right? You know, making sure. But he wasn't talking to me. He was talking about what he see. And that moment forward, I was like, let me know what's on your heart, what's on your mind. Excuse me. Thank you, God. I said that before he came and did that. I said, Father, you always so concerned what's on, what's in my heart, what's on my mind. What's in your heart? What's on your mind? And that very night, he paced back and forth on my floor. He counseled us. He would have us to ask him to do things because he want us to discover 
what we already have. It's like giving him permission to do what he already placed in us to do. Because without an open invitation, what can he do? We live on the free will. We live according to free will. So he positions us to hunger and thirst so we can receive. Because many times we won't even ask. Because we don't know what to ask for. Because we don't know what's there to ask for. You understand? Specifically at times. Not every time. And God is saying right now. He should take me places out of my bed and over this entire planet and just talk with his heart. And it'd be very heavy. Listen to them, Konisha. And he had me to listen. And I can hear all the voices that he had me to listen to. It's not every voice. It's only the voices that he's talking about. Who's doing it? And he know, I don't know, I don't know what to do. When he's showing me, st- you know, stuff like that. I just look at him like, forgive us. We shouldn't do it. I'm sorry you had to see it and hear it. Now I know what to do. Declare and decree right in his face. That it would no longer happen again. So take me wherever you want to take me, Father. We don't have to get on the plane and go to other nations. You better hear me. Because I go all the time in this bed. I go when I'm outside walking the street. Riding around in the street doesn't matter. It takes our spirit places. While still in our body resting, we are also omnipresent. With the fussing and fighting, it gotta stop. It has to stop, say of God. Stop. How can we fuss and fight his presence? They say, you know, happy resurrection day, Christ. Let me resurrect what you just done. But I have you to remember that I already gotten up due to resurrection power. Let me revive your memory. Let me revive your way of thinking. If you see and know and can feel maliciousness present, wrong motives present, don't entertain it by paying attention to it. Continue to serve. Continue to do everything unto the Lord. No one should see and encounter us retaliating due to what appears not to be okay. And that's a fact. It's not okay. But guess what? It's not a fact in the kingdom. Because it's not even an attention span in the kingdom.
our attention span, it can decrease and increase daily. I come against things that, that are set up against you and I. No weapon formed against us shall ever prosper. Look at Psalms. And I want you just to go down. You can go to every, you know, 10th song and just read how David went back and forth. God spare me to God is my refuge. He had to stir himself up. The songs is nothing but David stirring himself up. Went from being afraid, being angry, to being calm and peaceful again. A lot of times he was trying to remind God. God, you know, get them. They right here. They on my tail. Smite those, Father, who's out to smite me. And he said, my only desire is to dwell in the house of the Lord. I look up on the hills. I mean, I have to look up and know where my help comes from, not looking around. You think God that's, you know, on high cannot see what's down low? Mm, Messiah. You try to remind God how to be God. How to protect us, he got us. Do good to those who despitefully use you. Pray for those. Do good mean don't pay that behavior no mind. Continue to serve. Continue to love. Overpower that evil with good. Somebody can say, I hate you. I love you. You get on my nerves. I thank God for you. If it's not God's personality, Father's characteristics, then we're operating in Satan's characteristics. So no fighting. No retaliation. Stay focused. You know how many things Satan is, you know, is trying to set up and form against you and I right now, right now. But guess what? It would never prosper. It's not created to. <laughs> he can form how many weapons he want to form. We are the righteousness of God. He knows that. He knows he is so doomed. I said they're much calm now. Thank you. Because I saw and I encountered a fight. You know, God had it in my heart to see. That baby girl was, she was shaking. A little over one, she was shaking. I see six chocolate sprinkle cupcakes. Oh, God. Anyway, she likes cupcakes, this little girl. Aww. Well, I declare that she received some cupcakes. Yeah. And more than that, just love. And a home that's stable and calm. Not one minute, everything going good. The next minute, we can feel moments leading up to 
Hey, it's not going so good. I know mommy and daddy about to fight. I just heard a door close. Or I see that liquor bottle on the table. When mommy or daddy get drunk, they, you know, argue a lot. Kids know. Trust me. They know. I never forget when I was four. My mom, she smoked cigarettes. And she sat it in this big ashtray and went to get in the shower very quickly for it to burn out. And what I did was I waited till she ran in the bathroom and I ran and picked up that cigarette and I did what I saw her do. I said, (laughs) and I was coughing. Are you okay? Yes, mom. I just was coughing. I'm okay. And she gave me some cough medicine. (laughs) But I was coughing because of that cigarette. Thank God she didn't smell my breath (laughs) or my fingers. You understand? Everything we saw them do, as us as children, some of us tried to imitate. You understand? Someone was doing something, some, you know, around me when I was a child. And they put it under the bed. And I grabbed it from under the bed. Kids always know to wait when a parent walk away. (laughs) And I did what I saw them do. And I thank God nothing happened. You understand? My sisters used to watch people juggle food and catch it with their mouths and she was eating some popcorn she's what five so she was juggling popcorn in her hands and trying to catch it all in her mouth and guess what one went down her throat and she was choking she was choking because we see and we do Oh, it's okay for men to hit women. Oh, it's okay for me to degrade, disrespect, and verbal abuse of mine. It used to be mothers telling sons, don't you put your hands on no woman. Now is if she hits you, you better hit her back. You understand? It used to be, no, don't hit those children. You go tell the teacher, no, you pick up a stick and you knock the heck out that child. And let their parents say something. I'm call me. See? What is that? How about when the children lie? Where all this behavior coming from? Not out the home. And some children lie. Mom, dad. Sister, brother, they're picking on me the whole time. It's the other way around. And there they go on their defense. My mother thought she was helping me as a kid, but gave me the worst advice as a kid. If somebody bother you, you go find a near a bottle that's so near. I don't care if you look in the garbage, crack it on the ground and bust them upside the head. And I'm like, Okay. (laughs) 
That was information to me. I'm in second grade. Every time somebody tried to pick with me or want to take my candy or pull on my hair. Oh, where's a bottle? No bottle outside. It was a dumpster at the school. I go in a dumpster, get the bottle, crack it on the ground. Oh, no. Run, run. (laughs) I'm telling you. The principal and them got involved. Kids got scared. They called their parents. She's cracking a bottle, trying to chase us and hit us. We had a meeting. Young lady, why are you doing this? Well, my mom said, see, in the home. Even when we as parents, your daddy ain't no good. You care about him? I'm the one to take care of you. You in here eating my food. Drinking my water. Living under my roof. No, wrong. Now how would you feel or I feel God said to us? You drinking my water. Eating my food. That I provided for you. Unworthily. Talking like that. You wear my clothes, my inventions. You receive my salvation because of what I did, not you, and that type of attitude. Said my son because of what y'all done. Shame on you. We have parents that put their job before anything. One thing I learned about a job. It's going to continue on whether I'm there or not. You better get it. I'm trying to tell you. Because some jobs want to work your back off. Not even about the pay. Not even consider it. Working the crap out of you and I. And they know they are doing that. They know who to do it to though. They're not going to do it to those who got the mouth to say, oh, I ain't doing that. I do to do whatever I do while I'm here. That's not in my job description. And many of us who say, I'll do it. Just being nice, being kind, and be taken advantage of the most. And then things happen in the family, you never take off. And they so used to you not taking off. But this person who don't follow nothing outside the job description, take off every other week. Okay, you want to leave? Okay, you get approved, leave. All of a sudden, you have a child, you know, a child of function coming up. Some type of assembly, and you want some time off. Uh, let's see if we can work around the schedule. Wait a second. This is a month ahead of time. A month in advance. A month notice. And sometimes we even misfunctions. Okay, fine. I'll be here. I need to have a meeting with every person that, that does that. I mean, right now. Okay. Matter of fact, I lift it up. Thank you, Father. I declare decree right now over every job, every establishment. You will no longer mistreat any employee. You will no longer show favoritism. You will no longer want to underpay and overwork or call anybody on a day off if you can fulfill the shoes of a person who's not there. Some feel like, I got my degree. I don't need to do this. I, I done bumped up. I am manager now. 
I'm no longer team leader. I don't make drinks anymore. Now I give orders. I don't do this grade anymore. I done bumped up to grade 15. Grade 12 is beneath me. Let me find somebody else to do it for them. I'm not doing that. That's beneath me. I'm not going to mop no floor. Not in my position. Who around here I'm going to tell them to mop the floor? So they have to do their job and somebody else's job when that person there doing no job. Mm. Not anymore. I lift it up. And we be considerate and be team players. No one going to step on each other's feet to try to get ahead. Telling on people just so we can bump up. Well, you know they're going to call out tomorrow. I never forget that happened to me once. I told a coworker I thought I was that comfortable with. Yeah, I'm going to call out tomorrow. And I never called out. I'm going to call out tomorrow. Okay. Between you and me. Oh, yeah, between us. Between us. Okay, between us. Stuff like that. Between us. Yeah, between us. As soon as I walked away, hey, she gonna call out to my watch. And they can't, they cannot say, because they cannot report what someone else said as a mandate report. So they just know that I said I was gonna do that. But they can't say, well, this person told me that you were. They cannot call that person out. Who confided? Sometimes we don't even mind our own business. So quick to, you know, worry about other people. Well, how come they getting more money? Well, how come they, you know, this? And how come this? And we have to stay in our own lane, guys. How many times we said, how come this? And they gave a good answer. And we were like, oh, but we didn't have to answer you. It's not none of your business. It's not any of your business, any of mine. And sometimes, even though things happen, that's not okay and not fair. Still got to mind our business and just pray. And there are times God will have us to sit people down and have meetings. However we be led to do, just do it. I come against sexual harassment on the job. Got me to email a lot of companies regarding that. And I did. And guess what? It stopped. And one of it was a news station. God had me to call that news station quickly. Harassing them women like that. Filling on them like that while they at work. Knowing they got husbands. Even if they didn't have any. You don't put your hands on no woman if she tell you not to. Rubbing their butts and rubbing on their breasts and, and they just taking it because they want their job. Yeah, right. And God used me to warn that station. You better stop or I'm going to expose you and shut this entire station down. And guess what? They passed that message on quick. They passed that email quick. Because it stopped. And guess how it stopped? The person that was like 
had over the station got fired. Because that was happening years and years, decades. And many people would, lose, would leave, excuse me, that news station because of the sexual harassment. And many are not going to tell, but feel very uncomfortable. God had me to encounter just about everything just to speak on it, to help others out of those things. You understand? No more fighting and fussing like that. Don't ever put a job over anything, anyone, any place. Because whether you're there or not, the company's still going to move on with or without you and me. Not saying to you understand, not care. But don't allow a job to control your life. Because people panic when good people that work, you know, consistent people that work, loyal people that work, kind people that work, people that work, work. When they have to take off, they panic. What are we going to do now? That's not my problem. And not to say that to be rude, but it's not. I have leave, I'm going to use it. And I'm giving you a 30-day, you know, notice in advance. It's supposed to be two weeks. And sometimes it can be, it depends on the emergency. Things just happen suddenly. So you have more than enough time to figure out what you're going to do about my place. And some of us miss our children functions because of it. Mom, I got a soccer game today. Just the third one. I have to work, son. That job cannot even come close to what type of damage that we do to our children. That job moving on and prospering. But that child is not prospering because they're troubled inside. And they see other children, parents there, even at graduations, where are mine? And some of our hearts grow cold. And we say, I took care of myself. No one helped me do anything. I got what I got because of me. And that's where that's coming from. No parental support. How are we parents going to have our children to feel like they owe us because we giving birth to them and raising them when God is the one who created all of us? I have to learn how to calm down. Some children never been told that they're beautiful. Inside the home. Mm. 
many people that are heavy, you know, big boned. Some would say, I noticed some women would say, you know, God would have me to hear. It don't matter on TV or whatever. It's good to be big. I love being big. I love being me. Big and all. And then get enough money and be the first one to run and get Sonabello or Lipo or a tummy tuck. What happened to you loving to be big? No, what it was is that you wanted to cover up how you really feel inside and you didn't want others to see you or consider you to be how you really feel by them feeling the same way about you. So to change their way of thinking regarding what they see about you, you paint a picture. I paint a picture on what we want them to see instead. And that's just being dishonest with ourselves. Now, if we're going to lie to ourselves, how are we going to be honest with everybody else? Hallelujah. Just like some, I love being skinny. <laughs> skinny is good. Skinny is in. And be at home eating, eating, eating. How come I cannot gain any weight? Some saying, I love being dark. Dark is good. Dark, the darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. And many people are bleaching their skin. I love being light. Light is beautiful. Light is bright. And being the most, you understand, tanks with lights and sunlight and being sunburnt trying to get a suntan. Mm. You understand. We have to love who we are because the world has a look that the demons keep trying to dress up for us to live by. And the look is never good enough. Once you feel like you did this, then there goes another look. And you're going to keep being positioned to feel less than who you are, less than who I am. And that's how Satan steals, by having us to feel less and not more. That's how he walks. So no fighting. Try to rob peace out of the home. You ate that last piece of chicken? You know that was mine. Why you didn't ask? Stop putting your mouth on the jug. You took all the ice. Now I got to wait for some more to load up. Stuff like that. When are you going to clean? What's our budget looking like? You know how many couples come together at the end of the night, excuse me, the end of the day, in the bedroom, children sleep, and go over expenses, the budget. What do we have to do with this? And panicking? I don't know. Good night, good night. With that on their mind and in their heart. You know how many of us as a family, you know, feel like we're trying so hard to receive the life that we keep hearing that we are worth having. And we're wondering and we're thanking God and giving praise and wondering when is it our time for what we believe in God to do in our family to come? 
We're holding on and waiting. Let me tell you this. You and I are going to keep on waiting. You know why? Because you already have it and not even aware that you do. Change your way of seeing it by changing your way of thinking about it. How you think about it, how I think about it. You got to look at heaven's point of view and bring that here. And not just looking for heaven to bless us in ways that we already blessed while we're here. We try to get God to do what's already in front of us, what's already a part of us, because we are already seated. How can I bring God a chair while I'm sitting down? How can I give Christ utensils being at his table? It's like me giving him a new cross. He already got up. You understand? There was a woman that was so pissed off at me. Eight years ago, she wanted me to do her assignment or benefit her rewards. And I'm not called to do that. Now I'm here to help. But she just kept insisting. I can't do it without you. I can't. Please, please, please. Stop. Don't become a leech. And we're thinking leeches are demonic? Demons? No. Leeches are people who cannot even see themselves accomplishing anything without somebody doing majority of the work for them for it to to be accomplished. Have to rely on other people to get ahead. Don't know how to walk their walk successfully with their own two feet. I'm standing on you and your ministry. I'm standing on me and my friends. I'm standing on this country. I'm standing on this resource. I'm standing on this, 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 this. And without any of that, don't know how to stand. Don't know who they are. People that are leeches, they are intimidating. You know, I mean, they are intimidated. They are afraid. So they depend on your strength, depend on your faith, depend on your power, depend on your ideas. And they're quick to snatch ideas because they don't sit and receive what they already have for themselves. So they start looking at others and grabbing from other people. Those are leeches. And we got to be very careful not to pacify people because that can have them to become a leech. If we do things for a person, everything for them, and then what happens? We wind up feeling frustrated. Because it's like, Dad, I got to do what I got to do. Now I'm doing what you, you don't know how to do this. I'm doing everything for you. Became a leech. They don't know how to be, you know, independent to depend on God. They're depending on people. You understand? And she was becoming a leech. And I said that to her. And she took it as if I was saying that, you know, in a very bad way. And she was pissed off. And I was trying to, you know, explain. She didn't want to hear it. 
I'm not going to call you anymore. I messaged, you know, a lot after that when she stopped responding. And I mean, when she, when I realized that she wasn't responding, I, you know, stopped reaching out much. But I will always remember how she took it so wrong. But the reason why she took it wrong, because she knew it was true. And I said, God, restore that back. And he did. I said something and got a view and got me to look. And I seen her face. We see when we say don't be a leech, many of us thinking about, you know, demons. But a leech is not a demon. Even though a demon can attach itself if we allow it to. But a leech is a person who try to suck everything out of you because they don't even know what they have inside of them. Very timid. Very you understand bashful, not confident, very insecure. And many of us have people to become that way because we always have done things for them. Hallelujah. So back to what God was using me to say. A snot fuss and fight especially when there are children in the house don't do it don't do it there's nothing more dishonoring for a kid than to hear their parents uncomfortable arguing or crying and you know you're a kid you're not to say anything as a kid but you feel it, you know, you feel like you want to hug your mom or talk to your dad, but you have to stay in your lane, stay in your room. That's not fair. And we all leave out the house like we don't have to address anything that just happened. Yeah, right. It makes no sense for a married couple to leave out the house at the same time, to go to the same place and go back home at the same time, driving two different vehicles. That doesn't make sense. That's why God does what he do. And he knows what he's doing. Some think that a child will help the marriage and God will shut the womb up. He can because it's not going to take a child to enhance that marriage. It's going to take him. And until we recognize that, that womb going to be closed. God is not going to position us to fail. 
Hallelujah. It's 2.01 in the morning. I thank God that the, the fighting stopped. Thank you. The child is asleep. And she like cupcakes, chocolate, cupcakes. I was very, very, not going to say strict with my son's, you know, food when he was young. It's because he was in the hospital so long. I went everything by the book. He didn't get his first cupcakes. <laughs> I mean, he had a piece of icing <laughs> at one because it's your first birthday. But mm-mm. I didn't do sugar in my house. No. My son used to be so pressed. Oh my goodness, I can't wait to go home and get an apple. Maybe like an apple. <laughs> Mom, I get a banana today? I'm like, yeah, you got two bananas. All right. Oh God. <laughs> and then I realized, you know, he's okay. He's fine. He got some sugar. <laughs> and when I got him, it's oh God, first donut, Jesus Christ. My God, my God, yeah, and that's his thing now. <laughs> he likes sweets. <laughs> yeah, he do. <laughs> yeah, when I first had him taste it, he's like, you know, I'm not that mother to be like, you can't have, you can't. No, it's just that I was going by the book so much, you know, I don't want to, you know, mess up your teeth. And you ain't even have any teeth. <laughs> He's had gums. <laughs> Nothing sweet, child. Because, you know, he was in the hospital for so long. I was like, I'm not going through that anymore. No. No. Stay right here. Don't move. But one thing about me and my parenting, I didn't have to touch that kid. I just look at you. <laughs> you better not move. <laughs> you already know, kid. <laughs> I don't care who in the room. I don't have to spank my kid nor yell. All I have to do is look. I'm trying to tell you. I got that old school spread up on me. I'm trying to tell you. I got that big mom on me. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm not playing without a flowery jet, a flowery dress, a flowery, <laughs> a flowery, oh God, flowery dress. With rollers in my head. You understand? I don't have to look like that for my kid to listen. I'll be big mama without being big mama. You better hear me. I look at my kid. I don't care where I am. One time he tried it in school at elementary. They called me. I came up there quick. That boy changed up so fast. They was like, look at David, look at David, look at David, look at David. I even took a picture. How shocked he was to see my face there. I wasn't having it. Mm-mm. He could be running around and all that. Look at me. Mm. It's like bow face. <laughs> you understand? But we have so much fun. Is that I know when to cut it off. I could be fun and still be firm at the same time. And fair. But you're going to definitely know the difference, kid. You're not going to confuse, you know, me being firm with me being fun. You're not going to take me for granted. What I say, that's what goes. Period. Not sometime. I'm not playing with you. You understand me. 
Then let's go out this house and you act up. Go right ahead and watch what happened. Yes, ma'am. That's what I thought. You understand? And we could play. I'd be the biggest kid. Doesn't matter. But you're going to listen to me. We see eye to eye. We never had a problem. Now, things do happen, of course. But we live and we learn. And we're better together. Hallelujah. Seriously. I thank you guys for listening. I really do. I appreciate you all so much. I really do. Thank God for you. No fighting in the house. No fighting, period. But before we do anything outside the house, we got to get the house together. We can't just be walking off like, let me just get some air. And you know what? Nothing wrong with that. But it's best to not leave that way. How about we just be humble? Hey, 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 hey. Right in the midst of it going high. Hey, hey, hey. Like, okay, okay. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do this. Even if a person like, I don't care. Hey, calm down. See, it's about humility. Some of us don't not humble ourselves. And we, some of us are not going to, I'm not doing all that. And that's why you're not getting those results. Because you're not serving. But wanting to be served. Mm. Christ washed our feet. And commanded us to continue to wash each other's feet. Let me tell you why he said wash each other's feet. Because blessed are the feet who travels and preach the good news. That's why. I asked, he told me. He said, your feet take you to where you lie hands and they shall recover. That's why I didn't have to anoint the hands. The feet take you where you can lay hands. The feet take you not just another nation, not just another country, continent, another state, avenue, island, community, next door. It takes you also within. It takes you places inside you've never been. Blessed are the feet that travels and preach the good news that is physically and spiritually spoken. Blessed are your feet. Blessed are your actions. Blessed are your deeds that travels and bless people's lives. Help people, inspire people. Blessed are you who have other people in your heart to help them. Hallelujah. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I love you.